April showers bring Mayflowers, but what do Mayflowers bring? A special offer from the DSR Network. For the month of May, become a member and receive 20% off a monthly or annual membership. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, exclusive bonus content, our evening members-only newsletter, and an invitation to continue the conversation via our members-only Slack community. This offer won't last, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code MAYFLOWERS, one word, to receive your discount. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code MAYFLOWERS. Thank you for your support. It's May 18th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Explosions and the whooshing noises of air defense missiles being launched rattled Kyiv early Thursday in the latest of a series of Russian aerial assaults on the Ukrainian capital this month. The early morning duel in the sky over Kyiv between air defenses and missiles was the ninth attack on Kyiv this month. The city was targeted with several cruise missiles, all of which were shot down by air defenses, local officials said. Kyiv, in particular, has been the subject to attack after attack in recent weeks, after a period of relative calm, testing the limits of the capital's air defenses. Thursday's assault came after Russian and U.S. officials had said earlier this week that a Patriot missile system shielding the city from ballistic missiles had been damaged in an earlier barrage, though U.S. officials said the system remained operational. An optimistic President Joe Biden declared Wednesday he is confident the U.S. will avoid an unprecedented and potentially catastrophic debt default, saying talks with congressional Republicans have been productive. He left for the G7 summit in Japan, but planned to return by the weekend in hopes of approving a solid agreement. Biden's upbeat remarks came as a select group of negotiators began meeting to try to hammer out the final contours of a budget spending deal to unlock a path for raising the debt limit as soon as June 1st. That is when the Treasury Department says the U.S. could begin defaulting on its obligations and trigger financial chaos. I'm confident we'll get the agreement on the budget and America will not default, Biden said from the Roosevelt Room of the White House. Later Wednesday evening, negotiations resume behind closed doors at the Capitol. The war in Ukraine and Chinese aggression towards Taiwan will dominate G7 discussions this week, but host Fumio Kishida is expected to carve out time to push for a pledge on nuclear weapons when leaders meet in Hiroshima, the first place on earth targeted by an atomic bomb. Kishida, Joe Biden, Rishi Sunak, and other G7 leaders are expected to see displays, including a simulation that reproduces the wave of destruction that followed the bombing, with the human costs represented by the mundane, ripped school uniforms, the blackened contents of a bento lunchbox, a tricycle whose three-year-old owner would die within 24 hours. Pressure is building for a reference to nuclear weapons, with the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres this week calling on G7 leaders to declare they will not use nuclear weapons in any circumstances. Kashida wants to use the summit to press his guests 
to commit to transparency on stockpiles and arsenal reductions. But amid heightened tensions centering on Russia, North Korea, and China, all nuclear powers, expectations for a breakthrough are low. Elsewhere, according to Politico, after decades of cuts, Sweden's military is recruiting soldiers, opening bases, and sourcing modern hardware as the region's relationship with Russia freezes amid the Ukraine invasion. At a NATO summit in Lithuania this July, Sweden hopes to finalize its year-long membership application as the 32nd member after neighboring Finland entered the alliance in April. We are not seeking to join NATO just for our own protection. We also have much to contribute, said Prime Minister Ulf Christensen, who arrived by attack boat to Corso to observe the Aurora training exercise on a recent weekday. Sweden can help ensure the security of others. That is an important signal which we are sending today. Despite the government's rhetoric, Sweden's military spending still falls short of NATO's guideline that is a nation's defense outlay at the very least should be approximately 2% of its GDP. In 2022, Stockholm allocated 1.3% of its economic output to its armed forces, the lowest of any state around the Baltic Sea, according to Stockholm-based security think tank CIPRI. The government says it doesn't expect to hit the 2% target until 2026. Reuters reports that the longest shadows at the Group of Seven Leaders Summit this week will be cast by two countries that weren't even invited to the Hiroshima gathering, China and Russia, as the heads of the world's advanced democracies meet for three days from Friday in the western Japanese city, they will need to overcome some differences of their own, officials say, as they aim to project unity against challenges from Beijing and Moscow. The G7 countries, the United States, Japan, Germany, the United Kingdom, France, Canada, and Italy, are all closely tied economically to China, the world's second-largest economy, and a key global manufacturing base and market. Their differences on China were put in sharp focus after French President Emmanuel Macron visited Beijing last month and called for the European Union to reduce its dependence on the United States. A senior U.S. administration official told Reuters this week the summit would show leaders unified behind a common approach to China, although he acknowledged it was one of the more complex issues for the meeting. According to the Washington Post, the Air National Guard member accused in a high-profile classified leaks case appears to have shared sensitive secrets with foreign nationals and had raised concern among his co-workers in the months before he was charged with mishandling and disseminating national security information, prosecutors said in a court filing Wednesday. The new filing also recounts online chats in which Teixeira appears to both brag about how much classified information he knows and has shared, and understand the potential legal consequences of such actions. The filing also shows that Teixeira was written up by colleagues for apparently not following rules for the use of classified systems. Teixeira, the Air Force memo says, was instructed to no longer take notes in any form on classified intelligence information. About a month later, a memo noted that Teixeira was potentially ignoring the cease and desist order given to him in September. 
he was instructed to stop any deep dives into classified intelligence information and focus on his job, that memo said. In lighter news from the AP, a man has been indicted by a grand jury on charges of stealing a pair of ruby red slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz, federal prosecutors in North Dakota say. The shoes were stolen in 2005 and recovered in a 2018 FBI sting operation, but no arrests were made at the time. Terry Martin was indicted Tuesday with one count of theft of a major artwork prosecutors announced Wednesday. The indictment did not provide any further information about Martin, and online records do not list an attorney for him. Over the years, several enticing rewards were offered in the hopes that the slippers would turn up. Law enforcement offered 250000 early in the case, and an anonymous donor from Arizona put up $1 million in 2015. The shoes are famously associated with one of the more iconic lines in The Wizard of Oz, as Garland's character Dorothy clicks her heels and repeats the phrase, There's no place like home. They are made from about a dozen different materials, including wood pulp, silk thread, gelatin, plastic, and glass. Most of the ruby color comes from the sequins, but the bows of the shoes contain red glass beads. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. The story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>